On this episode of iFilmmaker, we talk about the art of interviewing. Stay tuned for the end of this episode and find out how you can win a Rode Video Micro. Welcome to another episode of iFilmmaker. My name is Ariel Martinez. Thank you for joining me again today. And I want to thank you guys for continuing to listen to this podcast, which is going really, really well. I'm having a great time challenging myself to maintain uh, this workflow, but I think it's it's something that's really, really good that's going on here. And I definitely look forward to continuing it. Thank you for those of you that have been giving me reviews on iTunes. I definitely appreciate it. For those of you that have not, I invite you to head over there and do so. It helps me with the analytics, help other people find this podcast. So I definitely do appreciate that. I want to go ahead and start off this episode by doing one quick announcement that it's actually, uh, you know, pretty, pretty interesting. I, I think it's something that I would consider buying at some point. Uh uh, so the photo deox adapter, it's very popular because it has a built-in ND filter so that you can go ahead and put like your broken on lenses onto like a Sony body or whatnot. Uh, they came out with a new adapter. It's called photo deox DLX stretch adapter, which includes ND filter, macro and aperture control all in one. It has that macro magnification and also gives you uh, aperture control for your manual lenses. So this is a really cool uh, adapter. It seems to, I guess, be getting some traction and people are really looking into this thing. It's uh, price-wise, it's going for 130 bucks. So slightly more expensive than the regular photo deox adapter, but for the added features, I think it's well worth it. So, and, and and this also, this is for, this mounts uh, Canon lenses onto your Sony E-mount camera, Micro Four Thirds camera, and Fuji X mount. So if you have any of those, if that fits your category of shooting, then this adapter is definitely worth taking a look at. With that being said, let's go ahead and talk about the art of interviewing. So interviewing, it's definitely an art in itself. I do believe that conducting interviews uh, is, is something that needs to be practiced. And I've learned so much since I've started and I'm still constantly learning, uh, even from professionals, as I continue to try and master the way that I do it. And it's definitely an art form. And I'm not talking about the interviewee. I'm talking about the interviewer, conducting the inter interview, asking the right questions, uh, talking about the right topics, things like that. It's very important that we're getting what we need from the interviewee. And as I mentioned in the previous episode, at some point in our career, especially when we're starting off, we're going to be getting a lot of requests to conduct interviews. It's, it's, it just, it is what it is. Businesses want videos where there's some sort of interview of someone talking good about their product or service. And that's most of what we're going to be shooting. That's definitely a lot of what I shoot. That's what pays the bills. So that's what we're going to have to be doing. So you want to get good at that. You want to be able to grab the valuable information from the interviewee to make sure that you have the right content that fits your video. And that's what we're going to talk about a little bit right now. So let's go ahead and, and begin with, you know, getting to the location, getting prepped up for 
uh, to conduct your interview. As you're setting up, if 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 you're like me and you're a one man band, I usually don't have too much time to talk because as soon as I show up, I say hi to to my interviewee and anyone else there, and I just start getting to work. So I don't have any time to talk. But if you have a crew with you and you're just you know I guess directing them, you have a little bit of time to spare. So it might be okay to talk to the interviewee beforehand, but Keep that talking to a minimum. The reason why I say this, uh, it's because in your conversation, you're going to, if you're like me, I like to get to know people, you know, but I need to get to know them in on camera. I want them to say what they're going to say to introduce themselves to me on camera. They might say a little too much and then they're going to say something that you wish you would, you know, you want to grab on video. And that happens all the time, every time without without fail. I'm talking to someone that's, you know, before I conduct the interview with them and they're telling me like great content. I'm like, oh, wait, that's what I want to record. And what happens is they're telling it to you already while they're sitting in the interview. They're going to probably feel like they've already said it before because they have. And it's not going to come out as natural as you wish it would have came out. You know, it's not going to come out as natural as when they said it to you like 10 minutes ago. So that's why I say keep that conversation between you and the the interviewer and the interviewee to a minimum. Now, this only this pertains only to the interviewer. I'm talking about the interviewer point of view. Okay, Um, so you want to try and make sure that you grab everything that they have to say on camera. So you that's why I I, I recommend that you keep uh, your talking to a very minimum before the interview starts now. Um, I'm going to just, I guess, explain to you real quick how I usually set up my, my interview, uh, my interview, uh, setups, uh, physically. What I try to do is obviously I do want my, my, uh, my, um, my subject looking just off camera, but not too much far off camera. So I definitely have to have the lens very close to the head or at least in the same uh, angle, very close to where my interviewer is usually. But I do like to try and let the uh, my interviewee forget that they're being interviewed. It's really hard to do when I have a big camera staring right at their face and lights and whatnot. But you have to do your your best. And I always put my place my 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 subject, my interviewee, to the left or to the right of the camera, never in the middle, uh, because when they're looking off to, you know, off screen to the interviewer, uh, it just looks more natural that way. And I usually put the wider side of, uh, of the screen at, in the direction that my interviewee is, um, is facing. So hopefully that makes sense for you. Now, as we, just before we continue, we, um, move forward with the interview. One of the few things that I remind, or I'll just let my interviewee know, and this is very important, is that they must include their response in, I'm sorry, they must include the question in their response. So for example, if I ask them the question, if I ask them a question, um, you know, what what is your name? They're gonna, it's not gonna do good if they just say uh, Jane Doe. Jane Doe is my name, you know? Um, Well, that second one would actually, uh, be useful, but 
if they just say Jane Doe, that doesn't give any context to their response because the audience is not going to be hearing the question. The audience is only going to be hearing their response. So if she just says Jane Doe, then the audience has no idea what that means. They might assume that that's her name, but it has that, that's what I mean. There is no context to the response. So you want to prep the interviewee by letting them know that they want to um, include the question in their response somehow to give context to what she's talking about. So what is your name? Response should sound something like my name is Jane Doe. So that would be a way to give a good response to that. Um, they're talking about that they're an award-winning author. And a question of mine is, can you name me some of the books that you've written? And if they just start going off and just start naming the titles, you know, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, the, the audience will not know what they're talking about. They're just, you know, they know those stories. But if they're books that no one knows about, then they have no idea what they're talking about. So you want a response to be something like some of the books that I've written include you know, and then they go off and say the name. So whatever, whatever that may be. And that is how you want them to respond to each question. You want them to include that response in, uh, include the question in their response. Now, something that's also very, very important for the interviewer to do is maintain eye contact. Now, one of the main things that we do as interviewers is have a list of questions, have a list of questions and and basically during the interview, you're looking down at your questions and then you're looking up, you're looking down and looking up after they're give, they've given their response. And that is not a good practice. The reason for this is because if you lose eye contact with your interviewee, then they have nothing to look at. And what interviewees tend to do oftentimes is start looking up down, left and right, and they don't have a point of reference to look at. So you have to maintain eye contact with them so that they can look into your eyes to to let them continue to feel like they're they're having a legit conversation. A goal of yours as the interviewer is to basically let get the interviewee to feel as comfortable as possible. Try to have them forget that they're they're being interviewed. Let them feel like this is literally a, a conversation. And that's how you want them to feel because that's how you're going to get the most organic and natural responses from them. And that is very, very important to maintain eye contact. Now, as for me, as I continue to learn, as I told you before, I've stopped writing questions. I don't write questions anymore on whatever piece of paper that that I'm holding or whatnot, I do know what I want them to say. I know what topics we want to touch on and what sounds good. So what I do is on the small piece of paper, I have basically a list of topics, things that I want to touch on. And I I know where I want them to go. So, you know, we're having a conversation and in my head, I'm already thinking, how am I going to get them there, you know? And so I'm listening very closely to each of their responses. And if um, they're not saying what I want them to say, uh, you know, I'll go ahead and circle back to the same, uh, kind of have them kind of repeat it, but inconspicuously, if that makes any sense. Like, 
sometimes you'll ask the same question or uh, talk about the same topic just in a different manner from a different angle. So, so the key for me is not to have any questions, don't have any questions because you tend to sound like a robot after each response that you just have another question. And yes, technically that is an interview, but for the purpose of uh, videography and filmmaking, you don't want that to sound, uh, uh, put it this way, a robotic question gives a robotic answer. So especially for someone that is not used to being interviewed, they're going to be just as unnatural as you are. So I, I put away the questions and just put topics, topics for us to talk about, to discuss and whatnot. And yes, yeah, so maintaining eye contact is very, very important. In an ideal scenario, uh, in an ideal scenario, if there's a crew available, what I would prefer to do if I was directing this crew, I would have walkie talkies and have my interviewer uh, wearing an earpiece. Therefore, he doesn't have to have a paper. I have the paper. I know what I want the interviewee to say and I'm somewhere else in a different room if you're in a studio you'll be like in some sort of video village and just watching the interview as it's being recorded as the interviewee is answering questions I'm looking at the paper trying to see where I want them to go and then I'm I'm radio radioing in different questions or I guess angles for my interviewer to take like what what should he say next uh what should he or she say next um you know let's take them in this direction or let's circle back to this question once again if i feel didn't give like a very good response let's try to dig in a little more and see what else we can get out of that the reason for this is so that my interviewer can worry only about asking and just having the conversation with the interviewee and this is very important because you want to make sure that they keep that eye contact and try to, again, let the interviewee forget that they're doing an interview and try to have them feel like this is a real organic conversation. So you want to engage your interviewee. You want to basically let them feel super comfortable and let them know that you're genuinely interested in the information that they have to say. Now, looking down on a piece of paper would disengage uh, your your interviewee from this. It reminds them, okay, this is just an interview. He's just asking me these questions because it's written down on that piece of paper, not because he's really interested. So you want to help them forget that they're taking an interview. And a, another good way to do this, and, all, and again, this only happens through eye contact, is give head and facial gestures. As, as they're giving responses, you're looking at them, you're looking directly into their eyes and you're, you're engaging, you're nodding yes, you know, as, oh, okay, I understand that, and giving facial gestures. If they say something that's super surprising or alarming, act surprised or act alarmed. And the, mo the more organic and natural you can do that, the better your response from the interviewee is going to be. Because if they see that you're super engaged and, and you've been alarmed and you were awakened by this this piece of information that they give you're you're very interested in that and they're very they're going to be very interested in letting you know more about that and then that's going to bring a much more natural response 
and not only the response and delivery, but the facial gestures from your interviewee. And that's when you're going to grab some really, really good content from them. And so that is very, very important to maintain eye contact and give feedback by giving head gestures and facial gestures. Use your eyes to, to I guess, respond to what they're saying. Use your eyes, your your mouth. If, if you're in awe of what they what they just said, then act the part. Then, you know, give that feedback to them. Uh, if you have a very monotone face as they're talking, they're going to have a very monotone response uh, for each of your questions. And that's basically how it's that's the reason for this is because that's how it is in real life. You know, if if you have a monotone question and you and you have keep a monotone face, then you're going to receive a monotone response. If someone's telling you a story and your response and your reactions are very, I guess, you know, engaging, then they're going to engage in their story as they're telling it to you. That's just how it works in normal conversation. And that's what you really want your interviewee to feel like. This is a normal conversation. And another thing, another thing that's important is do not interrupt. Do not, do not interrupt. If they're on the flow, if they're talking and you're getting some good stuff from them, do not interrupt them. Please do not interrupt them. For sure. Uh, you know, even with the head and gestures, do all that stuff without making any noises, obviously, because the microphone will pick you up and you don't want that. Do not interrupt as they're talking, even if, you know, sometimes they might go off topic and they're talking about things that, you know, you're not going to use in the video. Still, don't interrupt them. Let them finish and then have them circle back or, or you lead the interviewee back to where you want them to be for this interview, for the information that that you need to get out of them. Now, a trick that I use to try to get really good natural responses, this is just one of my tricks, is to give them time after their response. After they're done answering or they think they're done answering your question, I just stay quiet for a little bit. And I don't say anything. I just look in awe, you know, intently nodding my head. I'm paying attention to what they're saying. I'm very engaged into their response and I just stay quiet. I don't say anything. It's going to make the interviewee feel like they have to say something else to to fill this awkward silence. Like, let me go take it a step further. And usually I get some really good responses at that time. Don't do this all the time, obviously, but if, if it's a response where they're on a flow and they're giving some good information and, you know, they're done with what they've been talking about, they're done with their rant and, you know, you, maybe you could get a, a squeeze in a, a little more information out of that. Just stay quiet. Just don't talk. And just, you know, you're listening and you're kind of indirectly with your facial features and your gestures, you're letting them know, okay, and then what, you know, and then they, they, they will, they will talk. Usually they will talk. They're going to want to fill that awkward silence that you just created uh, by, and cause they're going to start feeling a little bit uncomfortable that nothing, nothing's being said right now. And they're going to feel like, okay, well, I, I, maybe I should just keep going. And that's when you get some good stuff out of them. In, in, uh, as you're 
getting, you know, you have your topics on paper and they're, you're getting responses. You're flowing really good in the interview. You want to try and find leads in their response. So finding leads in their response is really, really uh, important to, I guess, uh, finding that juicy topic, that juicy information that you're looking for. So they're giving you a response of, uh, of you know, a very generic normal response. And then in their response, you find they mention a little piece of in, important information. For example, if, if the author is talking about the books that they've written and I go into one specific book, what kind of uh, response did that book take? What was that book about? And then they give a response on what that book was about. The, you know, the book was about uh, politics, whatever it is. And, and you know, and, and, well, if the subject is about politics and then I'll go further into the politics. If not, I'll ask uh, for the different responses that people gave. Why do you think that they got those responses? And how do you feel about those responses? And then you can start going and getting leads from their responses. Again, all depends on the topic. If it's all relative to the topic that for this video, if if it gets you to where your final product is going to be, then for sure, you definitely want to take that route. And I think that is very important that that you are cognitive of those responses and finding those leads that might potentially lead you to a uh, to a better section of this interview to to much better responses and whatnot. So those are the things that are very, very important. And one thing that I like to do, especially for commercial, for commercial videography, for commercial interviews and whatnot, I always try to find a closer. A closer is basically, um, and, and, and not all the time, but uh, oftentimes I like to do this. I'll find a closer, something, a closing statement. You know, and and basically something to wrap everything up, maybe uh, two or three sentences uh, that will or even one sentence that will basically summarize everything that was just said. Maybe I'll use that. Maybe I, I don't. Sometimes in my videos, I don't use a closing sentence. Sometimes I'll just, you know, grab a really good response and leave it at that. And that's where it ends. Visually, I can close the video off. Uh, but that's with visual planning and all that good stuff. So this brings us to the end of this episode. And I hope that you guys were able to take a good amount of information from here and go on and practice it. And I hope that you do because I am very proud to announce that we're going to be doing our very first contest here on the show. After speaking to my friends over at Rode, They've agreed to sponsor this contest. This will be my first contest that I host right here on the show. And it's very simple. It's going to be appropriate for this episode. So what you're going to do is you're going to conduct an interview with anybody. Uh, Preferably, this will be really good for you to practice everything that I just spoke about now. And what I want you guys to do is to record both sides of the conversation. All I want to see is how the interviewer conducts the interview uh, and and directs the interviewee. I want to see how you guys do it, how you guys maintain your eye contact, how you, and it's okay to have a paper in front of you and, and look down on it. I'm not saying that it's not okay. I'm just want to see how well you can maintain your eye contact and you can keep 
your interviewee engaged into this conversation. And now I'm going to pick three winners from this contest and each one will receive a road video micro. It's fun because you you have a chance to win, but I definitely I really want you guys to learn. I want you guys to learn these these key aspects of interviewing because it's it's important for your careers. So go ahead, practice this, and the way you can uh, submit your 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 video, your entry is by sending me a YouTube link, a Vimeo link, whatever link you want, whatever platform you want to use that I can watch, and send me the link, and I will watch your videos, and I will. Um, I will also give feedback also as well. So go ahead, uh, record both sides of the conversation. Uh, you might need to do some editing on there as well so that I can see both sides. And and what you could do is if you want, just put two split screens and, um, and show me both people, however you want to do it. I just want to make sure that, that I can see the interviewer and how they conduct the interview. That's the whole point of this. So uh you know again you you don't have to have a professional camera you can use your phone if you want to if that's what you have or if you don't have two cameras then just use one camera and one phone whatever you want um but the point is so that i can see the interviewer and how they conduct the interview the top three videos are are going going to receive a road video micro from road um and uh thank you to road microphones for for uh sponsoring this contest which is going to be Awesome. I can't wait to see what you guys put together. And uh, big shout out to Rode for, for the sponsorship on this one. So the deadline for this giveaway is going to be August 6th. That gives you 30 days to make your video. Show me how you can interview. Show me how you implement everything we spoke about here in this episode. And submit your videos. And the way you can submit your video is... Uh, send an email to filmschoolig at gmail.com. That's filmschoolig for Instagram, IG, filmschoolig at gmail.com. And that will go straight to me and I'll be able to review your videos and we'll be selecting a winner. So you remember you have 30 days, 30 days uh, to submit your videos. Uh, August 6th is the deadline and I will be picking the winner on the following Monday episode from there, which is the next day, which will be August 7th, uh, which is a Monday. So that Monday's episode will be delivered. So you have 30 days to deliver. Big shout out to Road for sponsoring this one and uh, definitely couldn't have done it without them. Thank you, Road, Road Mics. You guys are awesome. Uh, so that being said, I uh, can't wait to see what you guys submit and I will catch you on the next one. See ya.